When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So you want to be a rock and roll star? No? Well, how about a podcast star? Well, as it turns out, there's a new all-in-one platform just for you. It's called Anchor, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And check this out. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And then Anchor will distribute the podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcast and, you know, everywhere else in, uh, in podcast land. And what's even better, you can actually make money from your podcast. Go figure. Uh, no minimum listenership on that. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead, download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Consequence Podcast Network. And welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org. Consequence of Sound and the Consequence Podcast Network. I want to thank everybody who's uh, listening in right now, who listens in uh, multiple times throughout the week. We put out new interviews every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So if you're not a subscriber, now's an excellent chance to hit that button to uh, to make sure you're up to date on everything we're putting out here anyway. Uh, again, with the new interviews, it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover new ones and, uh, and know what's happening in the music world. You can find us at all the usual podcast hotspots like iTunes and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or really wherever you get your podcast from, most likely wherever you're listening from right now. I'm Kyle Merida. Today I'm going to be talking with Joy Wave. Lead man Daniel Armbruster is going to be telling me all about their new record called Possession, writing about subjects uh, bigger than himself and turning mundane moments into bigger subjects. Uh, also, as a history major, uh, how that works into his writing as well. That's a, that's a really important piece of what he does. In fact, you get that in a lot of the songs, uh, dealing with uh, nonstop news cycles and trying to take some control of his life. Of course, there's the lead single, Like a Kennedy, and its connection to gun violence. And of course, we'll also be catching up on, uh, on what they're up to today. Uh, the luxury of quarantine for self-discovery, as Daniel will tell you all about. There's also this amazing story uh, about uh, how the creator of Fortnite's uh, is a big fan of Joy Wave, and it was uh, one of the songs that Daniel was a part of that sort of inspired how Fortnite became Fortnite. Uh, that's a really big deal. He's also going to tell us about producing and a new side project he has on the way, too. So let's go ahead and jump into this, uh, talking about this great new record called Possession. It's Kyle Meredith with Joy Wave. 
So you got the new record possession. It is fun. This is such a fun record to listen to. And and it's layered, too, because the stuff you're talking about, you know, at some points is is obviously dark or or, or heavy. Uh, everything that I appreciate. The ideas on this record, they seem like it's a logical next step from where you left off with content, though. And if I if that if that assessment is correct, is that something you noticed was happening? It's uh, the 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 title of album two, I should say, is is content. But uh, the idea of titling it was so that people could make that error because content is such a prevalent word in our society. Uh, so I, I knew like this is the only time in history where writing that word as uh, as an album title would become content as like the the, the default, uh, which is hilarious to me. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely a step beyond, you know, the, the our first record. How do you feel now? Uh, is very much these post-college era thoughts where uh, I, I graduated during the Great Recession and uh, everything that I was raised to believe was turned upside down, right? It's like you go to college, you get a job, then you get uh, a house and a partner and the kids show up, right? Like everything is out of this like uh, boomer idealism that was then passed on to millennials. And at the time of the Great Recession, that disappears. So I'm left in my parents' basement uh, with no job, sleeping in the same twin bed I'd slept in since I was five, and my parents were very nice and let me let me live at home. That was that was the help that they gave me. Was uh, we're not kicking you out. Like the the economy's terrible, um, and I was like, okay, uh, you know, I'm I'm gonna write a bunch of songs. So the first record is the collection of thoughts from from that time, kind of reacting to, wow, this is really different than I thought it would be. And then content is kind of this reaction to uh, the first record working on a scale that I never really thought was possible. Possible and reacting to a lot of the things that you don't think about that come with it. Like, uh, I, you know, I'm so happy that people like the music and I, I'm a very creative person that making things is what makes me feel alive. But you don't think about all the things that go with it, right? As we were saying earlier, like go, shaking hands with this person or, or, or doing this or doing that. And, and having to adjust to that was kind of crazy for me because I, I, I was like, why, why do I have to do all this stuff? Like, I just, I just like making things, you know? So it's, it's, it's in reaction to that. And I had also had the huge, huge life adjustments in there. I had uh, like five pancreatitis attacks because all, all this alcohol was around. And I was like, I'd never really been a drinker before. And I, I didn't like struggle with it as a, as a problem. Like I, I have to have a drink. I'm just like, it's here and I'm backstage. And this would be a lot more fun if I had a few drinks in me. And it, it led to all these problems, and so I'm I'm reacting to that and like becoming this person who doesn't drink and uh, and and possession is the first time where I have a moment to to really catch my breath and uh, take on these things that are bigger than me and looking at the at the world around me. It's interesting that you know you paint it like that too because. A lot of artists will say that, you know, this album is a snapshot of me at this time, which is exactly it sounds like what you're talking about, especially with those those first two records. But to have such a specific through line, you know, and story arc between records, again, is that something that you that you do you plan that out beforehand or do you lean into the theme once you see it coming a little bit of background i was a history major in college um so the the best the best art to me is like documentaries so that that's kind of how i think about what i do i, I was a history major and an economics minor um and that has then been turned into art so it's definitely i'm definitely capturing a moment in my life which is probably unremarkable 
but uh, there's so many other people living lives that they think are mundane or boring or uh, unremarkable also that they're able to to relate to the experience, which is very exciting for me. Um, but I, what I'll do is I'll I'll kind of assemble the record. I When I'm writing, I deliberately do not add lyrics to anything. I'll, I'll just kind of create a skeleton. So I'll have like, you know, 30 ideas or something. And then I kind of start to say, okay, well, these go together. And I also have, th- this is what I want to say on this record. So then you start marrying concepts to different musical beds. You figure out what you want to say and, and what's the overall statement of of the record. And and the second and third record, you know, do a much better job of that the first record is like all over the place. But as as was that that time in my life, just spiraling, being like, I I followed the rules. I did. I have the degree. I did everything. So I I don't understand why I'm still in the basement. <laughs> I'm glad you stayed in the basement. I think is what I was thinking right there. It's you know because because <laughs> the the way that it comes out though it's it's again it's so interesting kind of how you play around with that um, the mundane moments you know there's a trick to that right because because if you spin them the right way i'll use that word uh and if you hyper focus on those details it really seems much bigger like those moments become you know like mountains at at some points for people in everyday lives yeah and and i think on on possession I, i kind of did that at a at a macro and a micro level. So um, as the record progresses, you know, it's it starts out uh, with our song Like a Kennedy and um, uh, there's all these lyrics kind of like ripped from the headlines kind of, but the, the last lyric in the song is I just want to be fat and old and happy. And it's like uh, everything around me is, it, it feels like I'm under attack every time the news is on, right? It's like, uh, what, what do we see this week? Murder hornets? Right. And you, you start to feel the cycle coming back in where they're like, Oh well, um, you know this coronavirus thing has been going on long enough, and, and I don't want to sound like I'm not taking the virus seriously because I, I am. I was I was panicked from like day one on that. We were on tour in Europe, and I was like, I hope we can get back across the border. Uh, the the other guys in the band are kind of like they're not going to close the border. I'm like, uh, of course they are. <laughs> you know, I I and uh, uh, I was like, guys, we're about to have a year off, and they're like, no, we're not. And I'm like, you you know, I hope I'm wrong, and and I'm not. <laughs> and I wish I was. But but the problem uh, is that people didn't take, you know, the COVID-19 situation seriously because of the fear news cycle. Right. It's it's murder hornets or North Korea is going to bomb us or or all these things. Right. It's always something. So this time when it was the virus, if you're if you're a really well informed person, I think you could look at that and go, oh, this is this is not like the other things. But to the average person looking at it, they're like, this is uh, this is murder hornets again. And murder hornets is recycled from like the 90s killer bee story. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's it's a it's a reboot. Um, (laughs) So so all these all these things are 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 it's basically a list of these things make me feel not in control of my life. And I've been fighting for control of my life for five years. And before that, I fought for control of my life for as many years as it took me to have a music career, which is supposed to be the thing that frees me from my job at Staples. Right. <laughs> right. And uh, and now and now it turns out there's all these other things. As a, as a history major, it's got to be e- e- even more frustrating because there's the old trope, the old line. Uh, and, and I don't want it to sound cliche because it's so true about history repeating itself. You know, those who 
you know, what what is the damn line now? Those who don't don't basically, if you don't study history, you're just gonna keep fucking it up over and over and over. Is what I'm <laughs> yeah. getting at. And 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 those that's, cyclical. That's themes, the exact quote. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the quote. If you don't study it, you're gonna fuck that's, it up. That's what it was. <laughs> But but as someone who does you know who looks at, looks at history and everything, um, I was not a history major, but I love reading history. I love watching history, and and it is those things like you see these stories as you're talking about murder hornets, killer bees, the gun violence, uh, and and I will tie this back in to like a Kennedy because that's that's sort of what you do right there, right? You're you're saying this just keeps happening, and we keep forgetting it. Yes, correct. It's it's just too much too much stuff all the time and and I try to be uh, a neutral observer with a lot of history things like I have a very zen like view of it in that uh, I I'm not a I'm not like a full on simulation theory guy but I also can't disprove that so I so like what I'm doing right now or my opinions on things probably don't matter and if if we all die from the the killer bees or whatever like also it, it probably just doesn't matter so i so i'm i'm just watching it play out you know <laughs> but uh, but that that's also that also makes me feel more in control probably <laughs> In in some weird way. If you don't mind sticking with that track a little bit there, because I would love to know, you know, the moment where you connected the dots for how to present that song. Uh, again, you know, talking about gun violence, you know, that happens in art uh, a lot, and and you know, really putting the mirror on the world right now that happens. But you were able to connect that really to such a specific moment. Uh, that would get a rise out of a lot of people. I don't know if that was even a part of it, but you know, it's that's a nice feature to the side. But but when? How did you do that? What led you there? Uh, you know, I was I was working on the lyrics in in my apartment, and I would just kind of leave CNN on in the the background. And um, that that line, uh, my head is swelling like a Kennedy, kind of like arrived with the with the melody itself and the piano part but then it was just kind of you know rip, ripping things uh as, as it played out right at the at the time when i was working on it there was all the debate about the building the wall and the the border funding and the emergency funding and all that and uh uh and then that was mixed in with uh north korea has a nuclear weapon now and they can reach everybody and and all this stuff and i'm i'm sitting in my apartment in rochester new york and i'm like i just want to walk and get a coffee and explore my insides musically and that's that's all i really want to worry about and this thing is is shouting at me and and the music video then makes makes an adjacent point um because there's no real reference in the in the lyrics to the the gun violence connection but um you know the the opportunity the imagery of calling the song like a kennedy and my head is swelling like a kennedy offered the the uh the option of basically depicting the kennedy assassination with the music video and showing it as this cyclical event where you know it's a, it's a dramatized version of of it where nobody reacts the same event keeps playing out over and over and over again and and nobody is surprised and uh it's insane to me to think that you know when when was the assassination 1963 mm -hmm. and lee harvey oswald was able to purchase a rifle by mail for twenty dollars and we have all these conspiracy theories because people cannot accept that uh, the life of the leader of the free world is this like beloved American hero was worth $20 because of our terrible gun laws, you know, and, and nothing and nothing changes. 
And we, and we watch that throughout history where it's just, you know, there's, there's no reaction, there's no reaction, there's no reaction. And when the enemy is other, there's this huge reaction, like think post 9-11 and the Patriot Act and what it was like to go through airport security and still is to go through airport security because these, these foreign people had attacked us, right? And, and we're Americans and we're better than this. But, but when the problem is ourselves... Uh, we we cannot accept that. Yeah, and I, I like when I first started thinking about you know that song and, and, and this interview, uh, it had just happened in Canada as well. And of course, you know there is. I want to say what the news says because what they would say in this point is there was swift action that changed the gun laws up there. And I thought, well, that's not exactly true because swift action would have happened you know fifty years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It, yep. It took another one of those moments, and and good on them that they can make a change to a certain degree, uh, not a complete change. But I don't want to, you know, go past the actual music on this too, because those guitars, <laughs> whether those were supposed to be a tongue-in-cheek moment or not, are so glorious. You know, the, the that soloing and shredding and riffing at the end. Yeah. Yes. It's. Oh my God. It's. It's. It's awesome. It's it's the most American thing uh, possible, right? It's like it's like the sarcastic guitar solo, and there's these like fireworks in the background too. Yeah, it was it was really fun to record. Our our guitar player uh, did a great job, and in, in the music video too, it's the most inappropriate <laughs> guitar solo in the world. Like that, there's there's like death around, and he's like just stands up and delivers this solo to uh, the overhead camera. It's 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 dark. And uh, it, it's so it's so inappropriate, right? Like like there there should not be a, a celebratory, exuberant guitar solo in in the middle, but there is because this is America. <laughs> I do it. love it, but it, you know, even the way it builds, you know, just starting with that, you know, that slow piano, and then by the end of it, you've got this. I mean, that's that's an epic right there. That's you know, that's that's rock and roll forever. Yep. That's <laughs> one of the one of the talking points that I, I would like to hit though. There's a bit of a uh, a space angle to the whole record as well and I've really enjoyed hearing what you have to say about that because this is basically uh, at one point it ties to Carl Sagan and and you know the uh, you know, small blue dot idea of pulling away and, and and it's so the juxtaposition I think is what I'm getting at because all this is very hairy stuff and again it's very heavy stuff you're still able and maybe this is what you were getting at earlier you know with with you know not taking sides to a certain degree uh, with, with history, but you're able to kind of pull back and say it's not that bad. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, not saying it's it's not that bad, but um, Bill Nye said in the past six months or so, he he said something to the effect of, you know, I'm I'm an optimist, but he said he said even though everything seems terrible right now, because that's you know that that narrative sells. Uh, this is the best time to be alive in human history. Uh, and, and he's, he's right. I mean, we're, we're doing, we're in the middle of this pandemic, right? And we're, we're arguing about whether it's going to take 18 months or a full two years to come up with a vaccine to be able to go back to regular times versus like descending into the middle ages and wondering where, where disease comes from. So it, it's, it's nice to have, to have the knowledge we have. And, and I don't want to make it seem like, uh, like I think things are great because I really don't. But um, I think it's it's important to to be able to uh, I, I say over and over again on this record the the idea is zooming out so as you go down the track listing basically it's it's organized uh, from like macro to micro but at the same time from hyper focused on 
earth problems to saying, you know what, I need to check out of this and get as far away as, as possible. So it's it's put together with samples from NASA's golden record, which is on the front of the Voyager space probes that they launched in, in the late 70s. And it's this record curated by Carl Sagan with sounds of the earth uh, meant to show an alien species who find it. There's like instructions of, of how to play it. Uh, meant to show them what Earth sounds like. So there's samples throughout the record from this record to kind of uh, give you that zoomed out perspective. And and those space probes are now like 15 billion miles away from Earth or something like that. Um, and I, I I picture being there and turning around and being like, oh, which which one is Earth? <laughs> you know, and still and still being like, oh, well, I'm here and uh, you know I'm. I'm dealing with uh, anxiety or, or what's for dinner or whatever, whatever's happening in, in my world. And, and those problems are, are far away from me. So uh, it's, it's not encouraging people to, to check out or to not pay attention or not participate, but um, it's encouraging people, I think, to have like a, a healthy diet of outrage, right? Don't, don't take the bait every single time on every single thing because all of it is designed to keep you riled up and clicking and reading articles and tweeting about whatever's wrong. In all of this, I thought, maybe in the back of everybody's mind, it was certainly in the back of my mind throughout life, just whenever, it's like, what would it be like if we all didn't drive for a while? What would it be like if there were no sports, you know, egging on a versus mentality in the world? And to see that we have landed in a culture of of nothing you know to it to to it to a certain yeah. degree and be like oh it's fine you know it's and and i say it's fine uh, obviously not making light of people that are very sick and lots of people that are dying i'm that's not i i don't want to make it seem like that's what i'm trying to say but but to to the ones of us who are just kind of chilling out it's like man that's not so bad and that it, that kind of reminds me or at least uh, you know I feel like that's the same strain of what you're getting at there because that's a pulling back moment. That's a that's a taking stock moment where you're able to kind of see your life and and the the rat race, uh, uh, you know, as as it would say that uh, you can so yes. easily get on and be like, I don't have to do that. I you know I, that doesn't have right. to happen. I I think uh, I think for and you know not not for a lot of people. There's there's a lot of essential workers and people who still need to do things to to make society function, but. For, for anyone sitting at home, maybe they're furloughed and collecting unemployment or, or something along along those lines. This is a, a unique time where I think of my time after college sitting in a basement with my thoughts saying, uh, I could be a better musician than I am currently. And uh, I can write a better song than I ever have before. And sitting down and, and doing that and spending a couple years doing that, um, having that time is why we're talking right now. Um, you know, and, and if I didn't have supportive parents who were like, sure, you can eat the food in the fridge and stay in your childhood bedroom. I, again, we, we probably wouldn't be here talking right now, but, um, or, or me being here and you being there. Um, but there's, a there is this like gift of, of having this time of, of self-discovery. And I hope that some people are using it for that and aren't just consuming and are doing a little bit of thinking because someone's going to have an idea because of this that will inspire a bunch of other people and uh, you know snowball on and on and on and uh, I'll t- th- this is a, a 
a, a crazy story if I if mm-hmm. I could share this with you yeah, really please. really quick. But uh, uh, the song the song Dangerous that uh, that uh, I am the singer on, and it's it's a collaboration with uh, an artist called Big Data. But the guy who created Fortnite, the the mega video game. Uh, he he came to a show and he's he's a fan of the band which is awesome and he, he talked to me after for a little bit and he told me that when he was working on Fortnite he wasn't sure how to put the game together basically um, he, he knew that he wanted it to be kind of what it is but he said when he heard the song Dangerous he knew exactly what to do and he basically from that point on made the game look like the song sounded where it was dark yeah, where it was like dark and and kind of violent, but also like fun and cartoony, and uh, I was like, oh my god! And, and you think about how many people that game has affected, and and the idea that uh, that I had any level of impact on that is something that I could not have considered at all when when working on that song. So. I, I don't know if Fortnite's going to cure coronavirus, but maybe someone <laughs> maybe someone will write a song that inspires somebody to to cure the virus or think differently about about a problem. Wow, I mean, it, it's it, to some degree I, what I like to call the luxury of boredom, uh, which you know I'm I'm in my late 30s. That's something that I, I did grow up with was the luxury uh, of boredom when there wasn't peak content all the time. You know where. Yeah. Where when your favorite show went off and you didn't like what was coming on next, you had to find something else to do. It was it was sort of that thing, um, and I'm not trying to get back. A, oh, the good old days, sort of a thing. But but when you when we can have these moments in life where we have the luxury of boredom, that's usually where the big things happen. That's where they come from, um, or at least you know historically yeah, you, they have. Sure, think about uh, shower ideas, right? right. Or like uh, I've had so many ideas, like growing up mowing the lawn, where I'm just looking at the grass mowing and mowing and mowing and i'm like oh my god i know exactly what i'm gonna do right after this and it, and it's the best idea i've ever had and and you wouldn't have it if you were inundating yourself with uh a tv show or a book or or anything else that's that's consuming like you need to just kind of sit with your thoughts and uh uh things can arrive to you but especially you know and just the compliments here because having that effect and Fortnite is a cultural changer to some degree, you know, in the sense that in the same sense, I think, actually, that something like Smells Like Teen Spirit. Sure, it changed the musical game, but it changed a lot of things. It changed the way TV looked. It changed the way fashion was, you know, just those those little moments like having your song do something like that. That's amazing. That's huge. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. And and people listening right now, I. Uh, you know, don't don't write a song. Do do something different. <laughs> but but like uh, you know, it it whatever it is you do, it could uh, impact. I I don't know. It's it's crazy. Yeah, life is strange. I'll wrap up uh, uh, on you know some of the outside the band activity because you've taken up producing other artists as well, right? Yeah, I've I've always done like a little bit of that, but um the the success of the artist career has definitely led to more opportunities to uh to people saying, "Oh, I want the Joywave guy to to do it." Cuz we we produce all of our records and uh we have a studio uh at, at home in in Rochester, New York. So, um it's really fun. You get to work on things that are like when if I'm writing a Joywave song, I'm kind of saying like, "Oh, that's us or that's not us or that's something I want to say or I don't want to say." And when when that's removed, it's 
super fun because you can write something that's like so upbeat and happy or something. I'm just like, this is not, this is not who I am, but like maybe it's this other person. It's, it's super fun. Yeah. So it gives you a chance to do something you wouldn't regularly do with your own music. Yes. And in doing that, you can find something else about your own music or, or a new way of doing things, right? You're like, uh, you're more open to, oh, I'm going to use this keyboard that I don't usually use and I'm going to run it through this other thing. And, you know, it works for what you're working on, but you figure out how it might impact your own work down the road. Now, obviously, you can't be, you know, the touring band that you thought you'd be this year. Does this leave opportunity for those collaborations in the downtime? I mean, as as collaborations can happen these days, you know, uh, as you know, over the uh, over the web or whatever, but uh, over Zoom, <laughs> whatever. But uh, are, are you able to do that? Yeah, yeah, and and I have been doing more of that, which is fun. Um, uh, we did a tour in 2018 with a, a band called Sir Sly, and um, we hit it off with those guys really well, and we've kept in touch since the tour. And uh, their setup is is similar to us, where like they make their own records and stuff. But Jason is the is the producer in the band, um, so we've we've kind of like loosely. Uh, in the past said, you know, we should work on some stuff together. And, and we uh, got together and produced a song and co-wrote for another artist late last year, um, which was really fun. And we kind of discovered we worked well together. So in in this, we've uh, we've made a new little side project, which uh, does not exist anywhere yet. It's, it's not out, but uh, it's coming out, which is really fun. I, I'm trying to use this bonus time as bonus time, thinking back to those post-college years if if i just go on and i'm like okay well uh, it's time to record the fourth joy wave record at, at some point it, it will be but before i do that um i want to do things that i wouldn't have otherwise done to kind of inform other paths um you know le- learn more ab- about myself uh, so that's that's been really fun, and we we did a, a little four song EP that should be coming out soon. You're um you're a very smart man, very you know to just hey to, thank you <laughs> just to have that you know kind of foresight. Uh, that's 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 a lot right there. That's cool, and and you make it a lot of fun to listen to as well. Uh, I mean, again, the the record possession it, it is it's it's a lot of stuff to dig into, or you can just put it in the background and dance around, and and that's some of the best <laughs> records right there. I mean, that's what I want out of a record. I, I, I should encourage people also that yeah I, I always think that you know what what music is about or what our music is about is is obvious. I'm just like well read the lyrics, but uh, sometimes it's not. And uh, there's a, a YouTube series called Tales of Possession. It's this animated series. Uh, it's just a minute or two on each song, kind of talking about what it's about uh, with some some nice drawing to uh, to aid the uh, the meaning. But I would encourage people to check that out as well. Well, Dan, it was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you for taking the time to do this. This has actually been uh, probably my favorite interview that I've done all week. Uh, this is uh, uh, a lot of fun stuff well, to hear. thank you so much. I, I, I also need to shout out, since uh, since this is, is Louisville right now, uh, State Film Lab uh, in Louisville is an amazing place to have your, your film photography developed. Uh, I mail them all my things. I've, I've actually gone there one time in person, but... Uh, they do amazing work. It's like the best in the country. Awesome. State Film Lab. Statefilmlab.com. <laughs> awesome, Dan. Thank you so much. Take care out there. We'll see you around, you know, when we see you. Awesome. Thank you so much. My thanks to Dan. Again, the new Joy Wave record is called Possession. It's out now. I do really, really enjoy this one. Thanks to you as well for checking out the series. Again, if you're not already a subscriber, uh, I do hope you get inspired to hit that subscribe button to keep up with us. Again, we put out new interviews every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. 
So if uh, you keep up, it's going to be a great way to uh, know what your favorite artists are up to and discover new ones and what's happening in the music world. iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts from, just type in Kyle Meredith with, hit subscribe, we'll take care of the rest. After that, head to WFPK.org. That's where I do a show Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern, an hour full of song premieres and music news, anniversary spins, and bonus interviews wfpk.org Consequence of Sound, they've got your music and film news. You can also find me on uh, most of the social media spots at Kyle Merith. Follow and like in those appropriate places as well. And that does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Merith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. Why is Zoom a thing all of a sudden? Hey, I'm Jen and I love horror movies. I'm Mikey. I'm dead inside and I also love horror movies. And we really like to torture our friend Todd because he hates horror movies. That I do. And that's why they call me the horror virgin. (laughs) That's the only reason we call him that. No other reasons at all. Whatever. So every (laughs) Every week we take him through the encyclopedia of horror, the good, the bad, the ridiculously Jack Frost. And then we make fun of it, more or less. Or explain it's deceptive feminism. Yeah, exactly. That's what I do. That's my thing. (laughs) And I'm the funny one. (laughs) Our episodes drop on Monday, so check us out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.